welcome to the Birmingham Vineyard podcast. We hope you find it insightful and encouraging. If you want to find out more about us, why not check out our website, birminghamvineyard.com. Friends, just to take your seats, but I want us to stay in that posture of expectation and worship. And I'm going to lead us just in a short reflection as we come to celebrate communion together. You know, we want to celebrate communion today, not just as one thing we do in our service, but the main focus for us as we gather this morning. We're going to have some simple liturgy, which is just things that we can affirm together and declare together. And then this is just a space for an unhurried reflection on the depth of God's love and the extent of his power that can be at work in us as we surrender to him and as we trust him. I want to read from Colossians chapter 2 and verse 13 and it's a part of the Bible that speaks of the cross and what Christ has made available because of the cross. And I'm going to actually read it two or three times and just to be unhurried and give us the space to listen deeply to what God has captured in his word. Just listen in as I speak these words from the Good News Version, Colossians chapter 2. You were at one time spiritually dead because of your sins. But God has now brought you to life with Christ. God forgave us all our sins. He cancelled the unfavourable record of our debts which stood against us and condemned us. He did away with it completely by nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the spiritual powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Just the next time I read it through, just see if there's a particular phrase or sentence that speaks to your heart, that seems to be highlighted as I read this, that God might be just saying, dwell there, reflect on that for yourself this morning. You were at one time spiritually dead because of your sins, but God has now brought you to life with Christ. God forgave us all our sins. He cancelled the unfavourable record of our debts which stood against us and condemned us. He did away with it completely by nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the spiritual powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. The last time as I read this passage again, just have in your heart just a state of thanksgiving for what God has declared in his word and what he did at the cross, but also bring to this moment expectation of what he wants to do in our hearts and lives right now as we surrender to him. Thanksgiving and expectation. You were at one time spiritually dead because of your sins, but God has now brought you to life with Christ. God forgave us all of our sins. 
he has cancelled the unfavourable record of our debts which stood against us and condemned us. He did away with it completely by nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the spiritual powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Lord, we pray that you'd be moving amongst us by your spirit, bringing revelation of what you've done at the cross to our hearts. If you view the cross as just personal forgiveness of your sins, you reduce the gospel to one of simply forgiven souls. And that's downgrading what Jesus actually did. The full picture in the Bible is that it extends from forgiveness to freedom. Freedom over every power and principality that would ever come against us. So this morning we welcome the presence of the Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. He quickens us. His Spirit is at work in our hearts and in our lives as we say yes to him. So let's welcome this morning the work of the Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives to bring forgiveness, yes, but also healing and deliverance and God's right order in our spirits and God's right order in our emotions and in our minds and in our bodies. Some of you in this room are carrying trauma or grief or fear has been stalking you. Other things in the realm of your emotional world or your spiritual world or your mind or your body, things have been coming against you. And the fullness of the cross comes to those moments. It's not just forgiveness for the dumb stuff we've done, but it's the power of God over all those things that come against us. At the cross, Jesus experienced the full consequences of sin so that we would have experienced. And in his death and resurrection, he destroyed the power of sin and freed us to receive the work of the Spirit and to walk right and free with God. That's why he came. Jesus put it this way when describing his own life and ministry. He said, the Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That phrase ransom appears about four or five times when describing the work of Jesus. Ransom actually means the price of release. It was a, it was a term that was used when describing um, slave traders. When a slave was going to be freed from the control of their owner, someone paid the price of release. And that person could then be free in a way they'd never experienced before. So the word ransom there is the son of man didn't come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom to pay the price of release for us to come into freedom that only God could make possible. So Christ did whatever it took to release us from slavery to sin, yes, but also the powers and the forces in life that come against us. So through his ministry, Jesus was freeing people from all the oppression of the enemy, the way that the enemy had free reign to mess with people's hearts and heads and lives in their stories. He, he confronted that in his ministry through healing, deliverance, forgiveness, restoration. The advance of the kingdom of God came to drive those things back and that's what we celebrate when we celebrate communion, the ongoing work of Jesus and we welcome that work into our lives. Forgiveness, yes. Freedom, yes. Forgiveness for all our failings and wrongdoings. But freedom from those things that have happened to us 
as people have treated us unjustly, from oppression, from fear, from intimidation, from trauma, from shame, even from loss and grief, those things that we feel very deeply in our hearts, the Lord comes by his spirit to those places if we welcome him. If we're unhurried and we open up and prize open our hearts and lives to his work. If you're at home, I encourage you to get some bread and some juice. And we're going to take communion in the room in a moment. But there's a moment to slow the pace down and to reflect and to welcome Jesus by his spirit into the very deep places of our hearts. For some of you, today is a moment to say, I actually want to surrender everything I am to Jesus and say yes to following him. You haven't done that before now. But for others, it's not just a quick sorry and move on, but it's a moment to stop and welcome the work of Jesus in a deeper way into who we are as his friends and followers. Sometimes the Holy Spirit moves close to us and he gets our attention through his word. Or something happens and we sense his presence or we sense there's an invitation from God to think about something, but we can move on really fast and not allow God the space to do the stuff in our hearts that needs to take place. It could be comfort, it could be confronting fear it could be putting your heart and your soul into a place of peace where it's not been in peace you've been in a churn and a sense of turmoil that's what the cross makes available I'm just going to read a prayer and then we're going to have a chance to make a declaration which is a simple liturgy just to declare together what we know and appreciate about this moment but as we come to take the bread and the juice at a moment, we eat this in remembrance that Christ died for us and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. So we thank you, loving Father, because when we turned away, you sent Jesus, your son. He gave his life for us on the cross to show us the way to live. Send your spirit that these gifts of bread and wine may be for us the body and blood of Christ. On the night before Jesus died, when darkness had fallen, he took the bread, he gave thanks and he broke it. He shared it with his disciples, saying, this is my body given for you, do this in remembrance of me. Then after they'd eaten, he took the cup of wine, he gave thanks and he shared it with his disciples, saying, this is my blood poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. So Father, with this bread and with this cup, we celebrate the love, death and resurrection of Jesus. Feed us with these gifts and send your spirit and change us to be more like Jesus, our Saviour. Before we just speak that liturgy, I'm going to read that passage again from the scripture in Colossians 2 because this describes the work of the spirit amongst us. You were once at one time spiritually dead because of your sins, but God has now brought you to life with Christ. God forgave us all of our sins. He cancelled that unfavourable record of our debts, which stood against us and he condemned us. He did away with it completely by nailing it to the cross. Having disarmed the spiritual powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Holy Spirit, I welcome you 
to do in our lives, every single thing you had in mind when Jesus hung on that cross in agony. You absorbed all our sin. You absorbed all the oppression, the pain, the trauma, the heartache of humanity into your very being and body. You faced it all and you breathed your last and died. And after three long days, you rose victorious to defeat everything that would come against and seek to defeat us. And we stand in that victory. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now lives in our mortal bodies. And we in this moment pause and we breathe and we open up our hearts and lives to you again. We come under your kingship and your leadership and we recognise that your kingdom where you are reigning and ruling is peace and hope and mercy and forgiveness and freedom from every force and power that came against you, you defeated it so that we could stand in a place of freedom under your leadership and lordship. So whatever's coming against us today, guilt or pain, or failure, or fear, or trauma, or loss, or grief. All of the things that we face, we recognise them, but we come under your leadership and celebrate your victory as we take communion. And friends, anticipate the presence of the Spirit coming into your heart. This is a means of God's grace in your story and in your body right now. There's some words on the screen that are a declaration. I'd love us to stand together as we speak these words out. Can we say these words together, friends, as a declaration? Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pause there, friends. We're going to say that again. Go back. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Dying, you destroyed our death. Rising, you restored our life. Lord Jesus, come in glory. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the talk and found it helpful. Why not come along and visit us? We gather at three services across two sites on a Sunday and meet during the week in small groups across the city. More information on both of these can be found on our website. Thanks for listening and God bless.